So you've been in Bali? Yeah. How long were you over there for? Uh, we spent just under a week nice. in Bali. Where yeah. you stay? We stayed at the Grand Dinner. Okay. It was in Kuta. So it was the first time the kids had been to Bali, like, since, like, well, Winnie was, like, nine months last time she went, so... Yeah, doesn't she remember may as well, yeah. yeah. She, 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 wouldn't, she may as well have never been. And um, Eden was, like, I don't know, four, so... We sort of wanted to stay cooter and, you know, we could walk everywhere and, yeah, yeah. and we'd give them the, like, the real hardcore Bali experience. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a good age. That's fun for that age group, though, I think. When they're, like, 7 and 10, 7 and 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're 7 and 10. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. They mm. absolutely loved it. And it was, you know, um, yeah, it's a big eye opener for them as well. So, um, sure. Yeah, cool. Did they do much exploring? Heaps. So yeah. we just like Corey and I, my husband and I, we like if we go on holidays, we like to go places where we can we can explore. Sure. We don't. Yeah, we're awesome. not sort of yeah, just yeah. like staying in the hotel room. Yeah, nah, like, yeah, nah. Lie on a like beach and be bored. No, no. Yeah, like, no, that's we, awesome. We like, like to it. eat. We like to sort of get out amongst <laughs> it, and um, yeah. So we're constantly walking everywhere and just you know checking the sites. Yeah, definitely. Do you eat some nice food? We ate awesome food yeah. and it was actually this trip like usually we go because I've, I've been to Bali like, I don't know probably more than 10 times I've been a lot you know a lot of times same with Corey and we um we got married in Bali yeah cool yeah so we've we've spent a lot of time in Bali and we usually go and we like take advantage of the fact that you can eat in really amazing places and it's yeah. still like relatively like oh, man, inexpensive so much cheaper, yeah. I know I know and you know like so beautiful restaurants <laughs> yeah. beautiful restaurants mm. and this time though because we've been on this massive road trip beforehand and spent like a million dollars on diesel we were like <laughs> let's just go to all the like all the warongs yeah. and just go like super cheap and just yeah. eat like heaps of migarang and it's so good though. Do you know what? It was wicked because yeah. we were like, we actually ate at heaps of places that we, you know, in the past, we'd just be like, nah, and just walk straight past it. Yeah. Or I'd be like, oh my God, no, you know, I don't trust that. Mm. And the food's so yummy. Oh, mm. totally. We had Get some. The, like the rice wrapped in the newspaper with the chicken. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really good. It is. And it's just like, and it it's so cheap. Like we went out on a date night and, you know, date night, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But we had beers and, you know, ate heaps and it was like 20 bucks, yeah. you know. Because you can spend, we, we said Seminyak last time, but we were going over the Changu a lot. And, you know, you can still spend, you know, not, it's obviously not the same as here, but you can spend 100, 150 oh, bucks on easy. dinner. Easy. Well, the last time Corey and I actually went to Bali, we didn't take the kids. So mm -hmm. this was like, I don't know, maybe four years ago. It was just after MKR. And... um. We were there for a week with some friends and we were staying in a villa in Seminyak and we just ate at like all Seminyak restaurants right. and, you know. And oh, nice. I mean, it was awesome. It was yeah. delicious. I'm not going to lie, but it was so expensive at the end of the day. Like yeah. we still came home and we're like, what? Oh, my God. Because, you know, you can. You can it's, spend a lot. It's life. kind of a different, like you can go there and have the kind of, basically be, you know, in, in Bondi or, you know, in, yeah. you know, probably in Byron more likely. Yeah. But, and, and but, you know, on the cheap. Yeah. Or, or you can go and get sort of the Indonesian experience. Yeah. And that's the thing, like we literally ate mainly Indonesian food mm. and I, and even just, it's so funny, like the other day, well, yesterday my mum was talking to my daughter, Eden, and she got this soup, um, this Indonesian soup all the time and it's like a chicken soup and I, it probably would like, you know, translate to just chicken soup, but sure. it's, it's called um, I Am Soto, I think, or yeah. Soto I Am. And I, I said it and she's like, that's wrong, mum. And then she said it like the right <laughs> way. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, so like they were I'm sort of, you know, sure yeah, soup. they <laughs> experienced something that they wouldn't, you know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it definitely. was. It yeah. was. 
I suppose I should jump in and actually introduce you. We've yeah. got a Brie, Brie <laughs> May with us here today. Food according to Brie. Yes. Um, all things food and, and, and cooking. Yes. Culinary delights. Um, cheers for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. No worries. Um, jumping back to Bali. So we went as a team, most of us here, um, two years ago. Not me. Um, actually, not most of us I here. Two of us here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we've got a prize who works for us, lives over in, uh, in Indo, not in Bali, but um, yep. Bandung. But we go and meet him every year. Awesome. But he took us to some, yeah, just some local spots. There's this one place called, I think it's called Mukbang. And all they do is this fish dish. And it's, yeah. it's sort of, a, you get a piece of fried fish and a piece of dried oh, fish. And then yum. this sambo. And they're really famous for their sambo. I think it was like $2. And that's probably, you know, still Western prices. Yeah. But it was the best thing I'd eaten oh the my whole God. trip. You know, we'd eaten some nice places. Yeah. But it was amazing. Yeah. You know? But just super simple. And that's all they do, just that one dish. That's And you sort of need a local there to be able to yeah. like tell you because the places. Because you'd never find this No, place. no way. Well, the last time, actually one of the most memorable things we ate, like when Corey and I were there last time together, was um, when our friend that we were over there with, Johnny, he was working in the mines in Darwin at the time. Mm. And one of his mates was just, you know, I think he, I don't know if he had a property or like, or, you know, villa or whatever, but he spent a lot of time in Bali and he sure. put us onto these, um, um, like, like, um, satays yeah. in Semenyak. Mm. And it was like one of those carts that you would literally be like, mm, I don't know about oh, this, sure, yeah. but it was, we were like, okay, we're going to trust this, you know, we'll, we'll give it a go. And they were the best thing. They were so delicious. Mm, so nice. yeah. I had a similar experience in Jakarta. It was kind of like that. I think you just had to kind of find the right food carts yeah. and also just eat the right things. Like, yeah. yeah. It can be a bit dodgy, but yeah, it's some well, delicious stuff. It's, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. like if you've ever experienced barley belly, like, you know, the real mm. hardcore, Barley yeah. belly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lucky. Yeah. I haven't had it so far. I, I have years ago, and mm. yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I've had it traveling yeah, in Thailand. I've had it. I, I got it in Thailand eating KFC, Eric. And uh, I've, I've been, oh, I've been no. in Thailand for two weeks and eating, you know, everything, yeah. anything, and then had KFC with Nick, and yeah, got oh, really, that's, really sick. Yeah. that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening, bro? Oh, not much. Just work and kids yep. and family and. What did I see? I think I saw you at the at the barbecue comp. You were judging. Yes. My, uh, judging my food. Yeah. How was oh, that? Oh, is that a beer and barbecue? Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh my, so delicious. Yeah, it was good. Honestly, that yeah, be like I love doing stuff like that mm. because it's you know and you, the you, the passion that people put into it as well. Like, I mean, we knew you guys. You like. You're there for hours. You don't sleep. It's, it's just, yeah. How'd you go? You guys did well, didn't you? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, it was stoked. Yeah, it was um, friggin' delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's funny. We did it. I, I judged the first time last year at Port Macquarie. We're actually yeah. going up there in a couple of weeks to do the comp this year. I think it's different as a as a competitor because you've got that sort of critical yeah. eye, yeah. as you would probably do with some things. But yeah. the barbecue is obviously its own kind of yeah. weird beast of a sort of a culinary yeah. tradition. But it's, I mean, like, my, Corey, my husband, barbecues quite a lot, mm. and you know, I I eat a fair bit of it. But I mean, I'm no I'm no expert by any means, sure. but. I mean, just going into something like that, you've just got to judge it based on like, you yeah, know. how's it taste? Yeah, and you've just got to look at it like, okay, this is the criteria and, you know, just being fair and taking into consideration all things. So. I think I, I actually, we quite like Up in Smoke because I think Dougal gets kind of a good selection of, yeah. and, and probably people that just like food in general yeah. and aren't just barbecue purists. Yeah, you get people that are, you know, 
it's just only into barbecue. Yeah. And they're, they're sort of you know, not that open to different flavors. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, they just want the, the sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I like, there were things, you know, and that's the thing, you can't even, you, you just, you can't be swayed by anything or anyone else. You've just got to really like face it on your own, yeah. you know, personal opinion. So it's interesting. A lot of guys will, um, change up flavor profiles based off where they are so there's a there's a competition in um Wrackneville creekside hotel and that's just all locals there but so people are just not putting spice in anything all right yeah tone it back a bit so yeah that's interesting yeah 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 well there was like there was a lot of different entries and yeah i mean some of them were like you know flavor wise were just like different and you yeah. know and then yeah so we'll but yeah i mean there's so many entries though because the way that they do the judging i mean it's all spread out amongst everyone so yeah. like, the different tables you're all eating something different so yeah it's fairly fair yeah yeah it's a good event this year though didn't you think like uh, they're sort of growing every year yeah yeah it was massive i yeah. mean it's it's amazing mm. yeah it's really good i mean any anything like that is awesome for south australia you know yeah yeah it really is i think Having stuff in winter is really yeah. good too. I know because mm. we tend to just go home and sort of... Like, hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night, but it was very cold. Yeah. yeah but that's... Barbecue warms you up. Yeah, so, no, for sure. You know? yeah. It wasn't as bad. The, the last two years were, were like a lot freezing. worse. Oh, yeah. really? Because last year was raining, but not too bad. But the year before sure. was horrible. Where yeah. else do you sleep when you're there? Is it like under shelter? No, we don't sleep. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, <laughs> they're barbecuing. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I had like a little kip in my car, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's full on. Well, yeah. Dedicated. They, well, where they did the judging this year, that was sort of like oh, in right the next stable. To us, yeah, so. and it was sort of like in the stable bit, and there, you know, was. Um, oh, Tristan and Caleb had a little nap in the hall. Yeah, stable. I was actually yeah. when we walked in, we were like, surely people have slept in here tonight and because you know it was all you know there. had like a hay was mm. or not the hay but you know the sawdust sort of that they yeah. put on the ground. It was all nice and fresh. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Tristan had his swag set up in there. Was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tristan in the manger. Sounds cozy. That was good. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, I think it's really nice to see like all the you know the producers, all the all the craft beers, a lot of South Australian yeah. ones. Like, it's sort of really growing that whole scene. It it actually really is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's um there's heaps of good things happening here. So we saw yesterday. So I live down south, but there's a new brewery restaurant opened up on Victor Harbour Road, just um, outside of Seaford. Oh right, into McLaren Vale. I think it's this old chef from Darry's veranda. Oh, right. Um, but that, that's just opened up. There's the new uh, Little Rickshaw, new Vietnamese place down there. There's all these things just yeah. happening all over the place. It's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. Were you involved with Tasting Australia this year much? Or? Um, No. <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's really good too. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how much stuff's happening there. Yeah. No, this year I wasn't involved. Oh. Um, I have been in the past. Sure. But yeah. It is, but it's awesome. Like, I mean, you know, I like going into the, um, you know, Victoria Square and yeah. eating because who doesn't? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. I actually copped really, wh- when does that run? May? April, no, May, isn't mm. it? So got, the weather was terrible this year. Though. That must have been the only rain we actually really had. Um, How was it? Yeah, because two times we were there and it was pouring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my phone is going crazy in my pocket here. Excuse that. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to work-wise? What do you, what, what's been, what's new? Um, mainly just catering. Yep. I mean, you know, I do a li- I do my business does a, I do a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose that's sort of the bones of my business. That's what I you know I love being in the kitchen. I'm a feeder. Mm-hmm. I like to feed people. So, yeah, um, probably that's been my main focus mm-hmm. as far as my business. You know, it's what I put most of my 
eggs into that basket. Um, but I'm still working with people doing other stuff. I like do demonstrations, do like workshops and things like that with people. And yeah. So what kind of workshops? Uh, I've actually got one tomorrow night. It's oh, um, it? nice. with Adelaide Appliance Gallery. So yeah. um, one of the um, the um, appliance um, stockers that they have. I don't want to say it wrong. I'm probably going to. Schwiegen? Schwiegen. Yeah, nice. I think. Yes, it is. It is. Um, Check but them out. They're, they're Aussie owned. They're Aussie owned. Yeah. Um, they're, I'm just doing some workshops with those guys, just, um, you know, cooking up some delicious stuff for people to eat and sort of teaching. Um, yeah. Schwiegen goods. Sorry. So using the yeah, oh, they're actually really amazing. Like yeah. When I went in there to check them out, I was like, okay, I need this range hood. You know, I'm giving them a big plug right now. But yeah. <laughs> I literally just bought a range hood last week. There, so. There's a like silent, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, because nice. my, my range hood at home, when I turn it off, I love listening to music and having things on mm. in the background when I'm cooking. Yeah. And my when I have my range hood on high, which you generally have to, otherwise like sure. it doesn't work. Um it's so loud. Well, and it it's sounds lo- like it's about to take off. Yeah. Take off. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're silent, it's like mm. awesome. So I think the silent ones have like a motor that sits up in the actual, like in the flue in the, in the roof. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they work, but they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of stuff do you do catering mostly? Is it a mixed bag or? It, it's such a mixed bag. It actually really like every single job I do is different. So I call my catering bespoke because yep. it's basically like I write menus for my clients. And oh, cool. I, so there's just tons of variety. Yeah. So oh, it's cool. pretty so much, kind of things. Oh, oh God, it totally varies. Like I'll, you know, some, you know, I'll have clients that will come with to me with like a real specific sort of brief mm-hmm. and be like, okay, this is our theme or this is sort of, you know, the way that we want to go with it. And then I'll design the food and the menu to suit yeah. what they've given me. Um, others are just like Brie we don't care we trust you just do whatever yeah yeah yeah. Um, you know I because it is the way that it is like I'm really seasonal and I'll sort of just you know work with what are what's in abundance things like that but um, yeah it's it's good because like because I can change it up all the time as well I you know I can get creative as well Mm. and I sort of I'm always doing something different which for me personally because food's such a like I love food so much and it's it is like a real creative sort of expression for me i guess in a way so um it allows me to like i i, I never get bored yeah because I, I think that's the thing <laughs> catering versus you know opening up a, a restaurant yeah you, i mean if you're doing the same menu every day like yeah well, it's still, yeah still your passion but it would slowly get a bit boring I yeah would imagine. i think we're definitely wear on you for sure after yeah. like years and years well people ask me you know like are you ever going to open a place up and i mean i think if i ever did like i it would need to be something where I could chop and change my menu consistently because yeah. it's just <laughs> all specials. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I can't foresee that in the you mm. know. I it's, I love the fact that like catering takes me from place to place, and it's um, different you know, people. Different I mean, setup every I meet time. so many different people, yeah. and you just get to be really creative as well. Just kind of coming with yeah. these different menus and different things. And that's and like even like you know at the moment you know grazing tables are a real big hit. You know everybody loves sure. them, but you know. I, I can change it and just put whatever I sort of want on there and, you know, change the flowers and just do, you know, it's just, it's not a repetitive thing. So, sure. so how long have you been catering for? Uh, four and a half years. Cool. Yeah. So since MKR basically. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. And were you working in food before MKR or was uh, it just sort of always a passion? I have had food jobs before. So, yeah. you know, when I was younger, I left school really, really young. So I was like, I don't know, I'd love 
was I 14? That's I don't know. I was <laughs> <laughs> I did a term of year 11. Yeah. Um and no, I think I was 15. So I I but I sort of just turned and I it was cuz I just wanted to work. Sure. So Oh, cool. Yeah. Um and I went from that and I straight away sort of got a job. I was like working as a kitchen hand and doing, you know, oh, things cool. like that, that as a dishwasher. <laughs> I've done jobs like that. Um, you know, I've I've worked places where I've done sort of, you know, the prep and things like that, mm. but um, you know, never like full on in like a huge sort of large kitchen. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I, I think I, I did that for a while and, you know, I've worked behind bars and things like that. I've done a yeah, lot of, you know, retail, but then I traveled quite a bit when I was younger. Um, I don't know when I was about 22 or so, just turned 22. I went overseas and, you know, worked overseas for a while. And when I got back, I went into travel and got a job as a travel agent. Yeah, cool. So I did that for oh, over eight years and then MKR happened. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you travelled a fair bit in the in the interim? or? Um, since My Kitchen Rules, yeah. I haven't travelled much at all and it's literally, I'm, go- I'm going a bit stir crazy because there's something <laughs> that like, you know, when I was an agent, I used to, you know, we, uh, you'd get a lot of for meals and things like mm, that and sure. it was, you know, I... I I wouldn't go longer than six months without getting my passport out. And now sort of, yeah. you know, with starting a business, you know, obviously like it puts you in financial ruin for a spell, a long spell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just being honest. Um, so, you know, travel hasn't really been on the cards for us yeah. for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, this year we just went, you know what, let's just have you a massive, yeah, yeah, you know what, we've worked really hard. Let's mm. just have a massive trip. It's hard to find the time as well, isn't it? Because you sort of yeah. heads in the game, basically. A- and it's and it's sort of like you, you know, for me especially, you know, with catering, you know, there's like, you know, it is a tough gig. Mm. It's, and, you know, when you are self-employed and, you know, it's all word of mouth and all the rest of it, you don't want to leave your business, yeah, you know, sure. because then you sort of have, especially if you have to turn away work or whatever. So, mm. you know, it's like that, you know, that yeah, yeah. Sort of like, oh, nah, mm, you know. Balance, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. have people you can leave it with while you go? Or? No. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any, so I don't have a 2IC. Sort of, it sort of <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much, it stops. So, yeah. you know, while I was away, you know, anyone that wanted me to cater for them, I had to say to them, like, yeah, I'm really sorry, stuff. I can't do it. And mm. it's not, you know, it's, it's it, because I'm a small business and it's just, I do all my own prep as well. So, oh, you know, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's I get help at events. Yeah, so yeah. you know I'll hire staff and I'll hire chefs to help me when I need you know if it's an event where I need that extra hand. But yeah. um, yeah, fundamentally I'm sort of a one woman show. Sure. So yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> How much prep is generally involved in like an event? Uh, depending on the event, um, there can be quite a lot. I actually did a wedding at the start of the year. It was more than 200 people sit down and I did all wow. that prep myself. Jeez. That was yeah. a week. What that you w- said? Um, I made gnocchi. What? I know, because, you know, like, why not just Glutton go crazy? Yeah. Do you know what, though? I, I actually, when I say that to people, they're like, oh, my God, Brie, but I actually really love it. Okay. You know, I get, it's such a therapeutic thing for me. And, you know, and I seriously just can't believe how lucky I am to even be able to do what I love so that's exciting yeah it is and you know so and I like to do things from the ground up it's sort of you know because I because I love doing it yeah I just love doing it it makes a big difference I think at the event too if people yeah are gonna have, wow this is a really good knock yeah I think, I think wedding, it's handmade <laughs> weddings in particular when you go to a wedding that actually has good catering like yeah it, you, you remember it well that's it and do you know if the bride and groom as well and I think do you know but I take this like point of view when it comes to any event it doesn't really matter what it is you know I do a lot of corporate stuff too and you know my clients get me um and they're relying on me to also you know deliver something that will their, their guests will find memorable too yeah, sure. you know so um it 
to me, like it just, it, I'll, I'll do everything to the best of my ability always yeah. because of that, you Definitely, know? Yeah. Even in the sort of, let's say five years since you did MKR, do you think like people in general, like at a big catering event, so there's 200 people, their, their sort of palates have changed or their tastes have changed. Do people ex- expect a higher quality from a catering gig now than they did maybe five, six years ago? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like it, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it, it, it would depend on what your client's expectations are sure. as well, I suppose, you know, like. Uh, not necessarily, you know. I suppose some people will go just thinking, oh, yeah, this is just going to be like yeah, whatever. whatever. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose like if people if people are going to entrust me to do their, you know, their catering for them, yeah. then I'm going to do it, you know, best, to the best, absolute best. Job. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm one of these people that like it would literally like if my client was like, you know, was disappointed in my work, I would, it, I'd be gutted, sure. you know, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know as a general like a whole, but I think you know it. I, I suppose, and I suppose at the end of the day as well, like it depends on what the client is expecting too. Yeah, you know, yeah, if, sure. if if someone's coming to you and saying like, I want you to do fillet steak, but I I want to pay like, you know, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, like, then no. it's like, well, yeah, look, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you need to be, you know, if you're expecting a high quality mm, service product, yeah, you yeah. need to understand that there's a cost associated with that. Sure. Do you, just I mean, you don't have to answer about how you pay for things, but if you have to make, say, gnocchi or handmade pasta, does that factor into, I suppose, your time? I suppose it's just more time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, like, I, my time, obviously, I have to, like, when it comes to my pricing, mm. my time is worth money. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah, you look at things like that. I mean, I look at the produce that I use as well. I don't use, you know, I'm always sourcing the best that I can get. Um, you know, I get everything fresh. Um, you know, if, if I'm serving steak, I'm going to serve this, the best steak I can give, you know. So it's, you know, all these things play a part. And, you know, and I suppose when you're doing, you know, depending on sort of what sort of niche you're going to put yourself in business-wise, yeah. you know, when you start putting yourself in that sort of premium niche, you are putting yourself in a niche. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Right. Like there's yeah, a, okay, sure. a, but it's, and it also puts you in a situation where like people will be – really only willing to pay for your services if they've been recommended by somebody that they trust or you know or if they've had first-hand experience with you so yeah it really is like it's one of those things where it's just been you know i've just been building it gradually over time and yeah. yeah how do you go about cultivating the relationships with the suppliers like do you through the markets or you um i i'm just i'm a loyalist yeah. when i find someone that gives me a product and i trust their word and i and i trust what they're giving me um then i'll keep using them and yeah. i just uh, you know i i've got some really amazing suppliers and i love working with them and yeah so um but you know it like Different people do, you know, can supply different things for you. So sure. it makes sense to sort of have varied relationships, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't like just have one person who gives you everything. But again, it's just over time. Like you just yeah, build. I was going to say, has there been like a lot of change as well? Like yeah. you kind of experiment, like well, uh, different people can get you. Yeah, like I mean, like I found people, I, I, I was actually pretty fortunate that like early on, I found people that I trusted and I, you know, liked working with and I yeah, really loved of. their products. So, you know, I, um, but, you know, new people come into the mix and, um, you know, because I, something will come up a job will come up and I need a specific thing that I can't get from them or you know or I'll meet a new supplier and I'll start using them for whatever reason like so you know I do have different suppliers that I use for different things you know um but I think it's just you know it's like anything you just form relationships so Hmm. yeah there's so much good stuff around there we're so lucky (laughs) we are so lucky yeah yeah
And where do you find, like, obviously you've got a bit of recipe development and, and try and do new stuff. Like, where do you find the inspiration for that? Oh, I've got, like, literally a wall of cookbooks nice. at home. What, I, what, what are some favourites? Oh, my God. Some, oh, my God. Now you're like, do you know what? Today I was looking at... Uh, they, it, it, top 10. I love them all. I love <laughs> them. Do you know what? You're my top 10 cook. My top 10 cookbooks. I can give you my top two off That's the top of my good. head. Okay. <laughs> um, the Margaret Fulton cookbook. Oh, classic. Do you know what? Honestly, like, I don't... I get inspiration for making pikelets, et cetera, from that. That's, yeah. like, a, like, totally nostalgic thing. And the Women's Weekly sure. party book and for the exact same reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, it changes. Like the, I, I'm constantly picking up new ones and because I have so many of them, I have hundreds. If you came yeah, to my house, sure. you'd just be like, what the? Um, so do you find you have a lot of time for like research and kind of experimenting in your own time? Um, like, do you know what? I'm constantly always cooking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and obviously like because I'm, I do cook in my spare time as well, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're constantly learning. I mean, I, I don't think there'd ever be a time when you stop learning, you know. Yeah. I work I, – I did something um, the other day and I learned something from someone who was in the in the crowd, you know. Sweet. I was saying yeah. something about making stock <laughs> and she was like, Bree, by the way, do you know that if you do this, that, you know, and I was like, wow, you know. So it's literally like everywhere I go, everyone I work with, you know, I'm always picking people's brains and mm-hmm. it's just, um, yeah. I think I'm a, I wasn't a very good student at school. I was terrible. Like, uh, you don't <laughs> want to see, enjoy you it? really don't want to see my report card. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Um, but now, you know, I'm like a voracious student. Like I just yeah. Yeah. find something you, that you love. So I just love say, it. Once you become interested, yeah, it's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It. So it's like, I just, I absorb everything, you know, and I just, yeah, constantly, just I watch so much Food Channel, like it's literally always on Food Channel. <laughs> but, Same. but it is like you'll be watching it, and there'll be you know even just you know watching sort of bizarre foods or something, and it'll be like that's something I've never seen before, you know. Mm. And you just you know you never know what just you're going to pick gonna, up new things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I going back to like my you know that was a very long-winded answer, but yeah. like going back to where I get my inspiration for from, it's definitely like cookbooks, like yeah. other chefs, mm. um, like my family, my friends. Oh, cool, yeah. Pretty much everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. I think it's funny. I often find that we go back and look at old cookbooks. So a bunch of stuff we bought from like, you know, charity stores, whatever, old French cookbooks, old Margaret Fulton. But they, I feel like the recipes, there's no like, there's no waffle there. It's like, no. here's the recipe and they're tested pretty well. They yep. work. Whereas a lot of new cookbooks are really interesting to read. But yep. I feel like the recipes themselves are either really overcomplicated. Yep. Or, uh, I don't know, they're a bit too involved. Whereas... And that, do you know what? I actually apply that quite often to like my own, you know, when I write recipes for people sure. and, you know, for demos and things like that and they're for the public. I always think, you know, because I am a self-taught cook. So, you know, I learned from these recipes, you mm. know, and I, for me, like a recipe should be a guide anyway, you know. Yeah, it should yeah, be 100%. something that you can like take things from it and go, do you know what? I, like, yeah, I love this recipe. I'm going to cook it as it is. Or I might change Mixing this and I might change that. Yeah, and you can definitely. actually do that without completely like destroying it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. For the home cook. I mean, there's obviously mm. a time and a place. Like there's people that yeah. want to go that extra mile, you know, <laughs> sure. get Perfect, real yeah. sort of, you know, um, crazy. But yeah. No, that's the best way to cook too. I think, you know, do have some fun and like, you know, change things up yeah. a little bit, make it yours. Well, that's the thing. I mean, applying, you know, the like, yeah, taking the fundamental basics and then changing it to sort of, you know, match your own needs and, you know, mm. your own tastes and your family. It's hard when you find people that are, you know, that are frightened of cooking for whatever reason. You know, yeah. they're, they're like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not a good cook." I suppose it's the same as anything. If you think you're not good at it, and you get that yeah. in your head, well, I'm not, I'm well, not good. I'm not yeah, good I think at it's just practice. I'm yeah. not good at drawing or whatever yeah, yeah. it might be. Yeah. But, but cooking, and then 
So I know people, and then they'll get a recipe, and they, they you know, they just want to follow it to the, you know, yep. to the tea, like they measure in yep. salt. And yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the certain things food. I think you just need to learn, like sort of innately. And then you're right; it's just a guy that you sort of follow yeah. and, and make it your own. And that's, yeah. I mean, when people are like that, like that's, you know, I, I think. Uh, the way, you know, when I do demonstrations and things like that, I mean, people watch me like the amount of salt I put in or the way that I do it. I'll be like, oh, you can change this. Oh, you can change that. Like I yeah. won't even necessarily always follow my own recipes in a demo. And it's like, yeah. and I, I suppose I do that as well to show people like you can change stuff, you yeah. know. Well, I part of, I mean, the skill is knowing where you can break the rules as well. Yeah. Right? yeah knowing where you can. You and know. how to fix yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, yeah, some things are unfixable, <laughs> yeah, but sure. you know, most <laughs> things are fixable in some like, you know, in some respect. It's a really good recipe in, um, the David the David Thompson cookbook uh, making like Nam Jim like the spicy yeah. and, he, and he just goes through and sort of you know add is that the Thai street food one yeah, yeah I've got food. that <laughs> that's a really nice it's book. a beautiful book um you see you know add one scud chili add some palm sugar and just yeah. keep add the line yeah if it's too spicy and there's how to balance that yeah. and go forward oh, it's a really cool, yeah. cool way of just going through and actually seeing like what the flavor profiles are and how to kind of yeah, cool. get there and that yeah. and that's the thing I mean it is down to your own personal taste too you know people yeah, sure. some people don't eat salt or they don't like salt so you know mm. someone like me who's a complete salt fiend mm. my food mm, like they might the eat it and be like Oh my god, you know. So yeah, it yeah. just and like yeah. I, I love chili, so but I can't like chili is like my greatest love, yeah. and but my family aren't huge fans. Oh, I, know. I know. So when I make curries and things, I'll just like Put sprinkle side, extra yeah. carrot chili on <laughs> top for me it. because like even you know my husband, you know he he's not anything spicier than sort of a, <laughs> a butter chicken, and he's not keen. So you know. <laughs> you have a garden? Do you grow stuff? I or? do. I grow chilies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a few different types of chilies in there. My garden at the moment is a bit of a travesty. Oh, mine's yeah. weeds. Yeah. Just, oh, it's horrible. It's mine, a lot of upkeep for sure. Yeah. It, well, it is like we've sort of, we built our place, I don't know, like four years ago, just before. We actually moved in the week before the MKR oh, final. Wow. I know it was crazy. I was like, it, I had to hire one of those. When we moved in, we didn't have the gas on. So the night of the like grand final, I had to hire one of those en suites, you know, the like portable en suite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. our whole driveway was just mud and i was like up to my knees in mud going to this ensuite like just going trying to like you know make myself like get presentable but um yeah we've we've done the interior our exterior is still like we live on like the side of a hill and it's sort of you know like sort of semi-rural so my whole garden is in pots at the moment because yeah. there's like really not anywhere else to put it. It's just chilies like pl- yeah. pots. Well, that's it. I've got chilies. chilies I've yeah. got herbs. I've yep. got. Um, I've, I actually just planted some raspberries and some um, um, gooseberries as sure. well. Nice. So yeah, I usually I tend to sort of like I, like I like to plant things that you know um, I wouldn't nec- like you know that aren't as simple to buy as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. I think when you try and do so, I think like chilies, lemongrass, or, yeah, you know, those kind of like all the herbs. They make a lot of sense. If you try and do like, I don't know, bigger crops of things, like yeah. carrots, you never get enough and it's always it's sort of yeah. a toil. Growing for... carrots is so unsatisfying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really satisfying. If I you didn't actually get it. Do you know how much oh, I long for it? Like my husband <laughs> yeah. and I, we dream of being up. Like I just, I want a massive orchard. Yeah. I want all these things. Like I want, I, I, what I dream of is like a caged orchard. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. So I could just have all my chooks running down in the bottom yeah. of it and just not have to worry about the birds coming and eating all my mm, fruit. Sure. But oh, I just kicked the table. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but um, oh, I can't wait to sort of be able to grow all my own stuff like that. But yeah, mm. it's um, it won't happen where we're at now. It'll happen oh, in, yeah, when nice. we move to the next place. It is time consuming as well. Like we had, um, we've done uh, like cucumbers for pickles the last yeah. three years, and sort of slowly expanding to the point because my wife's into food as well. Yeah. Like, well, we could maybe well, we've just been giving them away for now, but 
Now this year we had like a lot and I was coming home from work and being like, fuck, we're gonna make pickles again. Yeah. <laughs> like just like piles of pickles everywhere. Like <laughs> cucumbers. Yeah, it's just becomes like a bit of a chore. You can do lots of different pickles. We did, though. Well, we did, we did lots. Yeah. The, the last two years we've just trialed lots of stuff and yeah. not documented it well enough. So yeah. this year we need to actually write down. Yeah, what we're right. Doing. Do you know, know anytime I do a recipe like that that is really quite like, you know, I need to remember my measurements, yeah. I'll always I have this little black book or or I'll have like my notebooks next to me and I just like just I don't even write the method I'll just write the ingredients because sure. you'll remember the method the yeah, method's right. easy you know yeah. it's the, what you actually put in it I have these yeah. arcane notes on the top it'll be like uh, Sam made lots of love how <laughs> <laughs> does that mean chili a little salt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one I gave yeah. you said chili yeah, yeah. little salt <laughs> that was good <laughs> I want some of these pickles I'll give you some sure. <laughs> you yeah. Everyone. yeah there's a lot yeah delicious that's a good segue for your oh, ketchup so. do you know what like seriously like pickles and anything pickled yeah. and like all that oh, sort of I love pickles so do I they're mm. delicious and especially like your barbecue pickles with smoked meat yeah. is just like oh my god we did some cool stuff this year so we did uh, we had heaps of cherry tomatoes so we did uh, green tomatoes so oh. green cherry tomatoes they're really good texturally they're a bit like a bit funny they're hard to keep crisp because obviously yep. the tomato but then deep fried they're amazing Yum. and the best thing was spring onion bulbs so like the bottom of the spring oh, onion right. pickle because they do ramps in america it's basically the same yeah. thing i think so pickled like a slightly sweet pickle. They're really good. Yum. Really, really yummy. Oh, my goodness. And radishes. Actually, we pickled a lot of stuff. Yeah, yum. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pickling. Yeah. It's the pickle gun. Yeah. Well, but some... it's perfect with like pulled pork and, yeah. you know. And hot sauce. But hot sauce is hard, I think, because it's, it's hot, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to... I've been trying to do some fermented stuff, but yeah. I'm struggling to get the, uh, I think the, the balance right. Like it, it keeps the molding up. Especially, and when you're using like actual sort of chilies as well. Like I, yeah. I did this hot sauce recently for a client. I, the, um, it was like part of the menu was just this ridiculous hot chili sauce that I did. And it was pretty hot. Like I literally like, you know, I can tolerate a fair bit of chili. Yeah. And this thing, like even when I was just testing it, I just sort of like licked <laughs> the back of the spoon. And then half an hour later, I had stomach cramps. Yeah. And I was like, so I actually wrote a waiver. And I was like, love it. anyone who eats this needs to sign this waiver saying like they oh, won't geez. hold me liable if they, you know, have like health issues later. Because, you know, people have a few drinks, they'll be like, ah, yeah. Yeah, like, all, over their, yeah, yeah all over yeah. their taco. That'll be crystal. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, can, but, I can handle it. Yeah. But it was crazy. The amount of chili I had to get in it to get it to that point wow. even like i put like you know ghost and like pretty like okay, you know trinidad chilies. scorpion like every sure. like Cal carolina Re reaper in them like pretty much everything oh, was in there Jesus like Lord. and it was like pure chili wow. with a bit of vinegar yeah we did i remember when i worked at jasmine like an indian restaurant we did a similar thing we had this um curry you have like nine different chilies in there and yeah. they made it so you literally couldn't eat it they were like if you can taste this and eat it the whole thing is not good enough. Like some people were crazy though. Well, it's like one old lady came in, she would eat that and put more chili on oh top. Oh my God. Some, <laughs> some people are intense. So, is they that are. just gone? Did I, she, I don't know. Maybe she, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> no, I love chili, but I, yeah. I don't like it like hurting. No, me. no. With this chili, the one I made, bit, it actually though. tasted all right too, but it was yeah. just really hot but, but some of those some, like the trinidad scorpion we grew some of them and and have a scotch bonnet like they've got really nice flavor yeah they're just spicy yeah they're just really hot <laughs> i mean look i i love my chili but i for me the reason why i love chili is because it's a sensory thing yeah, like sure. it's not just the hotness it's no. like that tingle and the flavor and everything mm -hmm. like that so i tend to like you know like things like jalapeno and stuff i'll put all over everything i yeah, sure. love it pickled jalapeno yeah really oh my goodness mm. yeah like anything like that you know and like i you know i love my hot curries and things like that um you know i'll put like pepper flakes pretty much just on you know avocado on toast and things like that sure. but mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, like you wouldn't see me just like swallowing a hab- habanero for the hell of it, you know. <laughs> oh, I hate watching those videos. People doing that. Oh, oh, yeah, I know when you watch Man vs. Food, oh, yeah. it's like, oh my yeah, God, he must have had the worst stomach ulcers. <laughs> I remember trying California Reaper one time. Like I bought some at Coles and I tried some on the little brother. I was like, before I put this in food, I'm just going to try a little bit. Oh, it's so bloody That hot. is so evil. It's intense. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's not nice. Well, that's, that's not a nice feeling. Do you ever go to Chili Mojo out on... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like they're... They, act- they sponsored us. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wicked. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're awesome. And they're like... When I was in there getting all the stuff for my, my like, extreme chili sauce, I was like, okay, what's the hottest thing you got in here? And he's like, we've got this, Brie. And it was like this oil that that extracted oh. from the chili. So Jeez. it was like, literally, there was no actual solid. It was just pure fire. And I was mm, like... Wow. Yeah, How much I, did you try? No, you couldn't. I, I, I didn't get any of that. I was like, I'll just take this jar of pure like Reaper and, you know, put that in there instead, you know. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was like, I, I, but in that situation, I mean, can you imagine? No. Imagine just like, you know, putting it in a shot glass and going, that? here, have this. <laughs> yeah, people are gluttons for punishment, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. they, they like I wonder how much they sell. Yeah, who would be I, kind of it person? was behind locked door. Like a, it's <laughs> oh like behind God. like a, oh, you know. Like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is like the real like epic stuff. Special you know. Stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez. So tell us about the ketchup that, that you make. So. Yeah. So, um, I handcraft it, so I do it all myself. It's nice. Yeah, um, they're all my recipes. It's oh. it's funny how I fell into so it's, it. It's all handmade. It's all completely. Oh, wow, cool. And that's you know I, when I tell when I tell people about it, it is a hundred percent a labor of love. Like sure. it's not one you know it's like a commercial. And nah, it's viable operation. Well, no, not at the moment. <laughs> and that's you know people are like, well, you know, what are you doing with them? And it's like, well, do you know what the hardest thing is is that like you know when you're looking at being you know I have to look at things from a business standpoint sure. as well. Um, you know, it's something that I do, I, I'll continue doing them because people love to eat them. But it's, you know, when I look at what I put into it as far as like financial and time, tough, isn't it? it doesn't pay me anything, no. you know. It is literally just something that I just love the fact that people enjoy eating them. Mm. So and it's the scale. So like even like even looking at how expensive the, the jars are. Yeah. Unless you're buying like crazy Well, that's bulk, it. Like it's sort of two bucks of pop for, you know, for the oh, jars. Yeah. You've been through that. We had like, well, we had like a two three crates of jars in the office at one point oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well that I, I have to get them by the pallet load yeah. and it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah and then you've got to and it's not just the cost of the like you know what people don't factor in is okay you get this price for the the cost of the jars but then you need to pay for delivery yeah. and when you're getting a pallet you need to get a special like you can't just go in the back of a courier truck um you know and so you've got that and then you've got your lids and then you've got your printing as well of your labels and sort of yeah. and then you know when you're using when you're doing something food service as well you need to get a certain type of label because otherwise mm. if they're not good quality they'll start wrinkling and bubbling in the fridge so sure. you know then you have to pay for like a decent paper stock so mm. a, a, labels can actually cost as much as the bottles yeah you know, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So, and then you factor in sort of, you know, like because, um, you know, the way that I, uh, well, because my recipes are what my recipes are, I use a lot of fresh tomato. So yeah. I hand peel all the tomatoes. Whoa, so labor of yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you know, when, wow. and like when, and if you know how to peel a tomato, it's like, you have to core it. You have to like, you know, put a cross on the face. Then you've got to, then you've got to blanch it. And then, you know, it's so all of that. Mm. Um, and because they're, you know, they aren't something that I make money off of, I, I do it myself because I can't, I don't want to, 
you know, then go into a deficit because I'm paying someone else to help sure. me. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you it makes you worry. I think about how cheap stuff is though in the supermarket. Yeah, you go in, and you're like, well, you know, this this shouldn't be this price. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and like when things are like a large scale operation, yeah, like it's different. And you know, if someone gets a, a you know a factory or someone that's already set up to make products sure. to take on board their product and do their recipe for them, but I mean, I suppose uh, you know, I I still want to keep control and hold yeah, of it right. you know it's mine and i you know and i because i don't have an operation set up where i can do things large scale yeah. literally like if i spend three days in the kitchen and i'm talking like you know hours i'll get about 800 bottles so yeah. it's not really viable for me to get it like to push them in a commercial sort of way yet yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say do you see opportunities for scaling and absolutely you know but i just uh, you know for me i my biggest thing is i just want you know my business to be something that i don't you know, that I'm in control of and that I don't owe anything mm-hmm. on as well. So I'm sort of, I'm a patient yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to do things. In, build it slowly. Yeah, of, yeah. It's yep. the best way to go though. Yeah, yeah. There's no point sort of getting yourself in huge amounts of debt. And no, then, no. And then, you know, and then you're worrying and it just takes everything out of it, drains the love out of what you do. I mean, I had sort of, I've been I've been in business for a lot of years. My husband and I had a roofing business for a long time, and cool. um, you know I learned a lot of lessons from that as well. And it's sort of you know now coming into this business as well. The thing that you know I do love about it is the fact that I don't have any of those sort of worries. You know I'm sure it's um, you know and that's the way I'd like to keep it. There's <laughs> less overheads, isn't there? Yeah, fairly... yeah, yep. And I mean, look, yeah, it it limits me to an extent sure. because I can't, you know, until I'm ready for expansion. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got a game plan. You know, I'm happy to stick to my plan and you know just yeah, yeah. you know wait until it's the time's right and then you know move to you know stage two sure. or three or four or whatever you'd consider it. Yeah. How much? Especially coming out of NKR, I suppose, which is pretty great exposure for you. Um, but how much do you have to market yourself, and how big a part of that of your business has that become these days? Like Instagram and yeah, I mean, look, do you know what Instagram? I think it, it is important. Like you know, definitely, you'd be you'd be crazy not to use it as a business tool. I mean, obviously, like I'll post things, you know, different stuff that I make and different jobs that I do. You know, sure. it's it's a way for clients to find me and also for them to see my work. And you know. Um, of course, you use it as that tool. I think because my business as well is really very much revolved around me too, I think with like my, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of anyone else's social, but with my own, like I, I it is me. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's my humor. It's mm. not everyone's going to get it. You know, people might. I think might that's the best way to do it though. Yeah, you know. Just you know be, yourself, be genuine. Yeah. And, you know, like I'll post whatever. Like, you know, I'm sort of like past the point of being like, oh, I better not post that. Someone that's might, that might, that might turn off a client, you know, like sure. I sort of have that, you know, yeah. thought process I think now. I appreciate that, that though as well, for sure. Yeah. You know, like if people want to work with me, they want to work with me. If they want to align their brand with mine, like then, sure. you know, I'd want them to like, here I am, you know. I actually yeah. think that's just very good marketing advice in general. I think I think a lot of businesses go and say, well, and, and obviously if you're starting a brand, then you do have to sort of you know, create a, you know, an identity around yeah. it. But I think people are too precious of that and worry too much. I think, yeah. oh, it needs to be more corporate. Yeah, really or curated or, or whatever. Curated. Yeah. I mean, sure, to an extent, but it's, it's better coming from someone's actual personality and, and being, you know, of something. As yeah. Opposed to just well, I'd say that's even like an advantage of being a small business. Yeah, sure. like, you know, you yeah, can 100%. be personal and show yourself. Yeah. Whereas, you know, big people, big companies have to kind of, you know, appeal to everyone. And, yeah. yeah. Like you said, be more corporate. Yeah. And obviously Adelaide is a, a word of mouth market, right? Like I imagine most of your business comes from word 100%. of mouth. 100%. Yeah. Like it's like 100% of my business. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, look, 
like I said, I'll, you know, I'll, obviously I'll, there'll be people that will be drawn to me through like Insta or whatever. But I mean, like I said, when it comes to, and no, I won't say a hundred percent of my business because I do get work from that, but it's generally more like the sort of personal sort of like not so much my catering yeah, as sure. much, but more maybe someone wanting to work with me in a personal capacity or like, or me sort of, you know, um, you know, just doing demonstrations or like sure. working with their brand or whatever. So, you know, I mean, like, like I said, that's why for me, I just think, you know, what oh, it's like, you know, it's I, I'd rather just be like authentic to who I am in all mm. of those aspects. Pretty much the only thing I don't do on there that I do like a bit in general is swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can start doing yeah. that. Yeah, well. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, what? How about the ambassador work you're doing? So, it's uh, for Brand South Australia doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I work with those guys as an ambassador for yeah, cool. um, I choose SA and yeah. yeah, I mean, like again, I suppose it's a like it's um, you know. I, I do promote and do support this state a lot. Yeah. So I guess it's a, you know, it's a good fit. Makes and sense. Yeah. And those guys are awesome. They've been awesome to work with. They're just, you know, they've been really, really supportive of me as well. So. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but I work with Bone Health Foundation as well. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm an ambassador for them. Um, I work, so what kind of thing does that involve? Sorry. So Bone Health Foundation, basically like I got involved with these guys actually when you were asking about Tasting Australia before, like mm. I didn't work with them this year, but last year I actually did. And I actually was doing some kids workshops okay. in the Taste Buds um, area mm-hmm. and it was in collaboration with Bone Health Foundation. Cool. And, um, so I, I worked with those guys on that and then they were like, Brie, you know, we really liked working with you. You know, do you want to get on board and like help us sort of spread our message? And it actually is a message that I do believe in. It's um, once I sort of heard the statistics about, you know, um, like as far as like monetary, like what it costs, like it's in the billions, what bone, right. like, and, you know, because people think about bone health, they, you know, people like hear about like, you know, old people like breaking their hips and whatever. And you're like, oh, you know, it's just an old person sort of thing, but it's all got to do with like bone density and osteoporosis and all that sort of stuff. And the thing is like, if you, bone is a living tissue. So it's something that you Mm -hmm. can continually, you know, you can repair damage that's been made. So, um, you know, they are sort of pushing towards like, it's more like a lifelong thing. I guess. Well, it, it's something that everyone needs to think about. And the thing is, like, you break a bone, it's bloody painful, you know. Yeah. If you can do things to minimise that happening to you, like, you know, yes. when you think when you're little and you're, like, you fall over or whatever, like, I think of some of the, like, you know, the accidents <laughs> that I've had, you know, whether I've been, you know, had a couple of wines or whatever. Yeah, sure. But, like, where, you know, because you're young, you've got, like, you know, that bone density or whatever, you, you might, like you know hurt hurt your ankle or whatever but you're not going to break it once you get older like it just you just snap like a twig you know um this is not something i've ever thought about no but this is the thing i know (laughs) (laughs) but this is the thing i mean like you know if you have a calcium rich diet and you know you start like worrying about and thinking about those things then you know you can actually improve it and Mm -hmm. you know but their push is a lot on like the younger generation too so you know really like parents educating their children you know get off the ipad pad go and like get some exercise mm. you know um eat your, you know eat your greens eat some you know if you don't yeah. eat dairy there's still so many other ways to get your mm. calcium so yeah. Yeah. One of my little brother broke his wrist in the same place three times oh. and then what they were saying is you need to just have more practice like being outdoors you know falling over doing sports things like that well this is do you know what <laughs> so you know how to like fall over <laughs> oh, and not break your arm <laughs> i mean like people are gonna have injuries and people yeah. are gonna break things you know whether you're a baby or you know you're 60 or whatever but it's like it's just the fact that it's bone health is something that you know you can't live without your bones you know it's really an important thing and uh, like if looking from a purely sort of economic sort of standpoint um like the public health system 
I think bone related injuries and you know the treatments etc associated with them it cost you know Australian taxpayers something like three billion dollars last wow. year. Yeah, wow. So like, you know, when you look at it like from that point of view as well, it's yeah. like it's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to look into it. Yeah, do yeah, it. So yeah, do it. Do it. But um, yeah, and I, I work with the Hospital Research Foundation as well as yeah, an ambassador cool. for those guys too. So yeah. Nice. Doing good work as the ambassador. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you eat out much or are you... Like I do, but in? do you know what? You'd be surprised. Like I just, I'm like, I, I go to the pub eat near my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I... Uh, when you know like I, I am a massive homebody mm. and i do um you know if i'm not at work i'm one of these people that i just love to sort of like you know like crawl into Chill. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah be with my kids and be yeah, with my yeah. husband and um you know when you sort of work for yourself as well like it's not you know you're present but you're not always present you know sure. like um so you know but yeah i don't eat out as much as i would like to mm. It's hard though. It's hard to find, like, especially because I don't live in the city. I think if I lived in the city, yeah. I'd eat out more. Yeah. It's expensive but too. It is expensive. Yeah. 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 yeah it does That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you eat out much? Not a lot. Yeah. Definitely not as much as I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> even just, you know, it's um like quite often, like if Corey and I go out, we're just like, we crave things like, you know, Chinese or dumplings yeah. or whatever. Mm. I eat heaps of dumplings. Mm. My yeah. kids love yeah. dumplings. dumplings best, I know, right? Yeah. So yeah, we go, we go to Chinatown a bit and, cool. um, but yeah, we've got a pretty good pub near our house. So we'll go there. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm a pretty no frills kind of like person. Mm. Just give me a good meal. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think, I think especially Asian food, but you don't need to have, you know, anything fancy. Like it just needs to, just needs to taste good. Yeah, it needs mm. to be just delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I found, I've been eating heaps of Szechuan stuff lately. I, I really, I love Szechuan. Yeah. But, um, I was trying to find like where in Adelaide actually has good places. There's a place on the corner of Oakland's Road and South Road in, in that sort of shopping center there. Near oh, right. Coles. It's called Yummy Box Eye. Oh. It, look, it looks like, mm. it, I've seen, it's been there for years. Like we always used to drive past it on the way to work. It looks, and I was like. The one on Doors Road. On Doors yeah, Road. that corner. Yeah. Yeah. So corner of. Well, yeah, it's kind of Oakland's yeah, and, and, and South. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Oakland's and South? Yeah, so the one that comes off towards Mary, not on the other side. Hang on. I'm trying to – because I, ha- I, I live in Happy Valley, so okay, I like sure. literally drive down there every day. Is it Mary? Oh, sorry. Mary, Mary, Mary. Marion and Mar- South. Mar- Marion, no, Mar- Oakland's Road and Marion Road. So where Oakland's hits. Yeah, yeah, hits, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like near where the overpass is. Yeah, yeah. In there. And it's awesome. Yummy box eye. All right. Yummy, yummy, I'm going to head there. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I went there – Two Saturdays ago, I was like, I drove from my place like half an hour to go get noodles. Yeah. <laughs> but if was, they're good, worth, they're, I'll yeah. drive. I'll drive anywhere was, for a good it was, meal. It was packed, and it was. I had to wait for like forty minutes. It was kind of frust- frustrating, long wait. But I was watching the guy cook, and his old dude with the walks. So it, was, it was good, really good food. Yeah, delicious. Deli- well, I'm going. I'm going there. Yeah, see, try it out. See, I'll try. I'll travel for a good meal. Yeah. Like when we we're in Bali, we went to. Um, we went into I wanted like Babiku Ling and yeah. we went into oh, yeah. um oh no delicious mm. we had, we had one at our wedding oh really yeah when my husband his only request was that it had an apple in its mouth <laughs> and they were like why <laughs> so it came out you know this big suckling pig but anyway we went to um Ubud mm. and we went to a place called all right I don't want to say this wrong because it could turn out really bad Gung Chung yeah okay. Gung Chung so there's like Ibu Oka I think it is um or Ib, uh, yeah I reckon it's Ibu Oka there's like two places in like news um in um ubud that like are, are quite known for this sort of babi guling but yeah. this place was like 
we we drove for ages to get there. It was like oh, we spent like an hour and a half or so in the car. Crazy how long it takes to get up to it. Oh, traffic. it was so good though. Yeah. Honestly, nice. it was delicious. It was worth it. It was worth the drive. Worth the journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we went to the monkey forest, and both my kids had their ice cream stolen. Oh no! Uh, you gotta watch those monkeys. I know. <laughs> my my eldest had like we went and got those like there's a place that does like the Mexican paletas. You know, like the like proper sort of Mexican like ice blocks, and yeah, they're yeah. so good. And you know, we were eating them. <laughs> the and monkeys know. No, well, we we actually got them it's outside yeah. of the forest and we we're walking it we needed to like go back around to like a different part to meet our driver mm. and my husband's like oh let's take this shortcut and it sort of cut through the forest and i'd already <laughs> demolished mine so you know yeah, like because yeah. I, I just eat things so fast and then and eden was standing there she'd like was down to like the last sort of bit because it was like a strawberry and yeah. a kiwi fruit one so she'd like gotten down to the kiwi fruit nice. and this monkey just came running out of nowhere and we're like throw it throw it on the ground <laughs> give it to the monkey you know like we're freaking out and so she just threw it down like a hillside and then my my youngest daughter had like just the last of her sort of ice cream cone you know she'd had some dragon fruit gelato or something and then another monkey came like you know for that and she yeah. threw that and they were both crying they were like now nah. they're just like i'd be crying no nah, yeah. they're, they're, they're not full on monkeys yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so bloody that, confident they yeah. just like jump on your shoulders and take your stuff it's they're ridiculous. so crazy i had yeah. a backpack on and i was like standing in there yeah. and i was like oh my god Corey, take a photo it's on my back and then it unzipped my backpack and yeah. took out my hand sanitizer <laughs> and i was like no Going for the passport. Yeah. Oh, but you know, it was, it was good though because the like the pocket that I had the hand sanitizer in also had money, so like oh. it just went straight for the hand sanitizer. <laughs> but I was so worried. I was like, "Don't eat it." And now they're very hygienic as well. <laughs> well, I was just worried it was gonna like drink the hand sanitizer, but it knew how to like unscrew the lid and everything. Oh, it was right. like, yeah, they're crazy. They're so cute. Too though. smart for their own good. Jeez. They are. How they're cute. S- they are cute, but they're naughty. Yeah, very yeah. naughty. Yeah. <laughs> there because I think they're just used to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, can you imagine like? there must be somewhere where they stash all this stuff like <laughs> they just have like it'd be like you know raiders of the lost ark yeah. like it just comes back and says, no more hand sanitizer i told you to get the passport <laughs> <laughs> stupid monkey <laughs> you let the you, you left the coins you left the money do you think do you think they ever get trained to do it <laughs> maybe oh maybe yeah I can, it seems like a good plan well it's changed yeah. a bit i don't know have you guys ever been to the monkey forest in Auburn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's actually the last six months they've actually changed it oh, really? yeah so it's like you know how you used to be able to go in and like you'd buy bananas and you'd sort of take mm, them in and there was yeah. just monkeys everywhere and it was just like you know free bit of a, yeah, total mm. free-for-all um the i think the government's actually cottoned on to the fact that it's a real like draw card so sure. they've actually got like you have to pay sort of like they've got like a um oh, like really? a, it's, it's like a proper sort of you know conservation park now so okay. there's only certain areas that you can walk through it um mm. like you still see a lot of monkeys it's not the same yeah, you okay. know it's, mm. it's different so to how it monkeys used. jumping in your hair yeah, oh, they're still they can still yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can still jump in your hair but it's just sort of uh, it's just it's set up a bit more for conservation now which is good in a way you know it's it not as good, good as a like yeah, as a visitor yeah. it was cool when you could just see them like bombing into like kind of yeah. you know into pools and, crap, yeah, yeah just being crazy monkeys so yeah but um, yeah, so it's a bit different now, but definitely still worth going to. Yeah, Bali's good fun. I, I love mm. it. Yeah, love I love it. single animals in Indonesia too. You're right, like the monkeys, orangutans. <gasps> Don't even get me started on the orangs. No, it's <laughs> dragons, whatever the giant lizards are, monitor lizards. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see any monitor. That wasn't lizards. so much in Bali though. No. Have you been up to? I've been to where did I go? I went to Jakarta. Oh, yeah, you did Bali that a little bit. Went to Sumatra. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah Banda so Archer. you saw the orangutan? Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, oh it was see, that is like surreal. my dream. Really like cool. my number yeah. one dream. Yeah, we saw an orangutan with like a little baby. They came down <gasps> from the tree and they took the bananas wow. and ran back up. It was cool. Yeah. 
They're the best. Mm. They are the best animals. I love them. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> that is cool. They're yeah, amazing. That's a bucket list. Do you know yeah, that they're like 97% got the same DNA as us? Mm. Oh, I think, yeah, monkeys they're in like general, a, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, like, but orangutans in particular have like, they're like our closest relative. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's right. interesting. Yeah. You can see it though when you see monkeys stealing your stuff. They're smart. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're super smart. That's what I do if I lived in the trees. Better wa- wash his hands after touching all the dirty tourists. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, all right. Well, I think we've got to wrap it up in a second. But uh, if, what would be your uh, your final meal if you have to have one meal every day for the rest of your life? What would you cook? What would, what would I cook or would I have someone cook for me? Cook for all you? right. I would have an amazing sourdough Ooh. with like really just the best butter that oh. you could literally get on earth. And I'd have a bucket of prawns. Wow. That's pretty good. Nice. Okay. And if you had to cook yourself, because you're not cooking sourdough every day. <laughs> I couldn't cook sourdough. I actually once tried to like, someone gave me a mother and oh God, I, yeah. I killed it. Um, yeah, baking's like my, my Achilles heel. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, oh God, if I had to cook it myself, a roast. Yeah. It wouldn't matter what roast it was, just a roast with all the trimmings. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, because we do so much barbecue, but then we just, we just did a roast last weekend and it was just simple. Oh. And we didn't worry about it. I was like, this is, this is better it's than most just, of the barbecue we do. It's so delicious. Yeah. And like, I grew up on roasts, you know, so mm. it's like, it was one of the first things that I learned how to cook really. Because, sure. you know, as a child, my mum sort of was like, we'd have to take it in turns to help with dinner and all that sort of stuff, like from a really early age. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped around roasts yeah, for cool. me, but I just think they're so tasty. I mean, like when you get a perfectly cooked leg of lamb and it's mm. got those crispy, like, like you know, lamby fat on the outside and then beautiful, like, pink in the inside. Oh, God. <laughs> some bread and butter with that too. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So if people want to uh, find out about your catering, foodaccordingdebris.com. Yes. And on Instagram, foodaccordingdebris. Yeah, everything's food according to Brie. Nice, easy to find. Yes, I am. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Thanks heaps for having me. No worries. Cheers. Cheers, Christo. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thanks, guys.